Oh my gosh. So I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. Okay. So I, I had the idea the other day, and I, I don't think anybody else has thought of this. Maybe they have. And if they have, I want to know about it. Podcast karaoke. So you get up and somebody loads the script of like fresh air from NPR <laughs> and people get up on stage and then they, they have to just read the script. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, that, that could be kind of fun to some people. We did fake news broadcasts all the time. It looks seriously like a scene from a, you know, a post-apocalyptic scene from a video game outside right now. It really does. Wow. Say that I have slept in that room, so you have, yeah. yeah. It, and we have that room closed off. We have towels under the doors. I thought, all right, I'll see what I can do in the bedroom. And the birds are, you know, in the other room, so they won't disturb us. I'm on the floor, just sprawled out, sitting here. It's ridiculous. I didn't even think about acoustics in it, it, beyond like just not having screaming oh, that was pretty good wasn't it yeah it we, was we, we could be like podcast djs oh, well i'm gonna have alcohol later i'm sure i feel like we're just actively trying to make the most painful podcast possible <laughs> well yeah but like the i mean the the most painful anything is interesting at least at least it's the most the, that's what I mean. We'd be the yeah. most something. Get those clicks. That'd be cool. Yeah. So what's new with you? I, I, I'm I'm in smoke-filled um, San Francisco, the Bay Area. It's unbelievable. Uh, we, we had a mild dusting of snow, and everyone treated it like an apocalypse. It's gone now. Well, that's good. I heard about it on the news, actually. They're talking about all the accidents and stuff, which is crazy. But here, okay, actually, the reason that the smoke is so bad is why I have the stupidest podcast set up right now ever. Yeah, I should are, have a picture of this. Are you on a this. couch? Or what? what is behind no, you? So, so normally I do this in our office. So I have a desk, and I've got computers, and I've got you know my audio interface and my microphone and the stand all set up all nice and stuff. And... I couldn't go in the office today because the smoke in there is just too bad. Like, and, and that's all due because our apartment has crappy windows and oh, yeah. the windows actually, in there are. St- uh, just for like, our, our listeners, I was just going to say that I have slept in that room. So you have. Yeah. yeah. It, and the window doesn't properly close. It gets a little chilly. There. Yeah, it gets chilly. And right now it's smoky, like really smoky. So we have that room closed off. We have towels under the door so the smoke can't get through. And the rest of the house is okay because we have uh, an air purifier. Well, we have one in the in the bedroom where I am right now. And we also have one in the living room where the, the birds are. And so I was going to get set up in the office today to do this podcast. And it was just, I was thinking, no, I can't be in here for an hour tops or whatever. I just can't. I can't yeah. do it. So... I thought, all right, I'll see what I can do in the bedroom. Because being in the living room, if I'm in there and I start talking and the birds don't see who I'm talking to, they start freaking out. <laughs> like, they know something's not right. I wonder, I wonder what goes through their little minds. I don't know. Like, oh my gosh, he's gone crazy. 
man what do we yeah. do i was i was commenting on your facebook because i just i'm just thinking about it like if it you said that it it gave you a headache i think and yeah yeah even i don't know but so since my wife is in medical school and she's always like showing these random things that she's learning about and it's it's weird but um pretty much any disease you you can kind of like pinpoint like oh well smoking definitely makes it worse so it's just you know, obviously there's the whole like lung cancer issue, but all kinds of other cancers and even non-cancerous type of health problems pretty much like, oh, if you smoke, that just doubles your chance of anything. Just doesn't right. matter what it is. Just <laughs> It just makes you a weaker body. Yeah. And, um, and it, I can definitely vouch for that because I was outside for like 10 minutes to get photos because it, it looks seriously like a scene from a yeah, a post-apocalyptic scene from a video game outside right now. It really does. Wow. You have and a face mask? I had one uh, with the fires last year, and I don't know what I did with the ones I had left. I don't think I have any left. I'll have to get another. I'll have to get more. Mm. Get but, a scarf. But anyway, this is why I'm in the stupidest setup right now ever, because I'm in the bedroom where it's not too smoky, and the birds are you know, in the other room, so they won't disturb us. And there is no good place for me to be, so I'm on the floor... I have my computer on the bed and I have like the, the microphone on the floor with me and I'm like just sprawled out sitting here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> this is all, this is the worst. I mean, some people go into a closet for a good podcasting recording. That's true. I don't know. I mean, I didn't even think about acoustics in it, it, beyond like just not having screaming birds in the microphone and, you know, me coughing from smoke. This is the best I can do. Yeah. I mean, I think your, your health is pretty important. Yeah. So, and, and and since we you know we normally drink a beverage on the show, you're opening up one right now. Yeah. Uh, what this what are you the, drinking? We'll start with you. This is actually a repeat from last week. I need to start branching out if we're going to be advertising this. But um, I've got the Down to Earth uh, Session IPA from Twenty First Amendment, which is been has been my favorite for a few months now. So I'm still working on that case. Oh, great. So um, I actually have um, water. Ooh, I know. Minimal. Very hydrating. Um, it's cold water in a glass. It's filtered with a Brita pitcher, and um, that's good. It's pretty good right now. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to have more alcohol or more alcohol. Well, I'm gonna have alcohol later, I'm sure. But <laughs> I didn't want to have any right now because, um, you know, this the, I can definitely tell. Like in general, the smoke has made things worse for like headaches and nausea and all that stuff. And I'm, I think it's partially like dehydrating me hmm, yeah i bet so i just want to make sure i'm getting my water in so that's what i'm drinking right now and it's uh it's pretty good filtered water filtered air yeah you just gotta to keep everything clean as possible yep yeah so anywho so that's where i'm at right now and that's the exciting so tale of that i'm sure people don't need to listen to our podcast to learn about the the fires because there's news but uh because i'm lazy I was wondering if you could kind of give me a summary of what's going on with the fires from the New York point of view, just so you know. Basically, mm -hmm. the news is like, there are horrible fires in California, worse than, worse than ever. And um, But I don't really have a sense of where it is and where is the smoke drifting. Like, you're getting tons of smoke in San Francisco, but the fires, they're, they're not like outside of San Francisco, are they? No, so they're um 
I mean, they are outside of San Francisco, but um, I mean, like a block away. <laughs> no, they're they're quite far away, actually. So we have. Uh, by the way, it, it is absolutely true what the news is saying. Like these these fires are the worst the state has ever seen, possibly the worst the country has seen, because I don't know where else there has been this kind of mass destruction from wildfires um, on this level, anyway. And um, the, there there was there's a fire burning. The one that's closest to us is in Butte County. It destroyed a town called Paradise, which is wow. especially, yeah, and it, I mean, destroyed the entire town. Like, the whole place, from what I've heard, is gone. Um, there's been, like, 63 deaths, which is far more than anything else in, in you know, in the history of the state. And it's, it's like, I, I want to say, if you know where Sacramento is, it's, like, almost by Sacramento, these fires, Wow, Which I uh, just is over to 100... let you know that that was one of the places that Mary can go um, do hospital rotations at. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is like closer to Sacramento, and that's like 150-ish miles away from here. So it's pretty far away. Like, we're in no risk of, of the fire, the actual fire getting to us. But the way the winds have blown, the smoke is just... Has, has gotten here and it's staying here until God. Tuesday, apparently, which is like another four days, I think. Yeah, that's horrible. I forgot um, what date is now, Friday. Okay. I, I've heard that there's also, you know, that's the human lives lost, but there's also a lot of animals getting trapped and, you know, also dying. And it's just really uh, so sad to think about. Oh, you know what? I say, okay, this is how bad I am at geography. I said it was by Sacramento. It's not even really by Sacramento. It's it's far quite a ways north of Sacramento. Really? So um it's like a three hour drive from where we live is where these fires are. So and it's by Chico. If you know where Chico is at all, that's kind of a bigger no. area. But um but yeah, so it's far away and the smoke is still just absolutely horrendous. I, I think the air quality, so the air quality index is, is, you know, a way to kind of measure this. And usual, typical places like where it is, like you in New York right now, I think it's probably around upper 30s, maybe, the air quality index. Yeah. It's, what does uh, it say? 34, trying to show you on the screen. 34. Okay. So it's 34. Yeah, it says good. Today, here, closest to where we live, so right by where we live, the air quality index was in the mid 300s. Wow. So oh oh wow yeah I'm looking right now uh, it says 271 okay. for San Francisco 271 for San and Francisco it says very unhealthy that's their little comment below the number yeah and check if you check Richmond I think Richmond says it's like 320 or something and wow. Richmond is closer to where I actually am right now um and, and in fact where I am right now it says it's in the high 200s so you're closer to Richmond than San Francisco yes we're right by Richmond. So I'm trying to look to see what it says on my on, on here, but it's just I've oh, never seen it like iPhone. this before. It's insane. Um, okay, 202 right now, but I guess earlier today they were saying on the news it was like in the mid 300s in some areas in the Bay Area. So I don't doubt it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Not not to shift to a much less serious topic, but I see you're using a sleeve for your phone. Oh yeah, no no. Let's get to that. About in, that? <laughs> I just in just a second because I have one more thing to say about the fires. Oh and it yeah, was when, sure. When we People got to know when we were in Southern California uh, at Disneyland, which is another topic we might get into today. Oh, I don't yeah. know. 
Um, we uh, so we were at Disneyland, and I was listening to the news station, the twenty four hour news station there, KNX ten seventy, and uh-huh. um, <laughs> they have their coverage. And I mean, it's it, they they are a godsend. Like these twenty four hour news stations are excellent. Like you turn turn them on, and it's like it's complete wall to wall fire coverage. You get all the information you need up to the minute updates. It's great. Wow. Um, so I highly recommend, you know, if you live in one of these areas, um, you know, 1070 AM KNX in, in Los Angeles or 740 and 106.9 is the station, uh, KCBS in San Francisco. They're very good. That said, that said, we're listening to the coverage and every intro when they came back from commercials was the most dramatic, almost like laughable intro i've ever heard because they have this super dramatic music start playing out of the commercials over the top way over the top and then they have this deep voice announcer guy going california burn And then they Jeez. go into their coverage. It was intense. And we both just looked at each other. Vanessa and I looked at each other like, oh, my God. <laughs> Is that necessary? <laughs> it's totally oh, not necessary. It's like it's almost like insensitive. Jeez. As a side note, um, I was thinking it. I guess in, in your line of work, you probably don't do like lots of conference calls or whatever at, um, in meetings. But um uh, we do that like all day, every day, and at Amazon. <laughs> and, Sounds fun. Um, it's just it's very uh, typical that unless you're talking, you leave yourself on mute. And I've I've just gotten so used to that. Even sometimes when I'm on the on the phone, I'll just hit the mute button until I need to say something, just to make sure that there's no like background noise. I wish mm-hmm. that I could do that with my recording here with Audacity. Yeah. So I have this. So my audio interface doesn't have a mute button. So I have the level set, which is the right level, and I would have to screw up my level every time I would want to mute and unmute. It sucks. Yeah, yeah I have a little volume bar. I can reduce the volume, but anyway, that's just a random yeah, it's thought. Not, it's Any not software easy. developers wish... out there, you want to make a podcasting app? By the way, include that. Yeah, we at Twit hate it when people, because we, we have a lot of guests on that clearly are in conference calls a lot, and they mute themselves. Yeah. But the problem is they always forget to unmute themselves when they want to talk again. And so then we're just the like... awkward pause. So we're just like, you, you muted yourself. Okay, oh, okay, sorry about that. And then, then that happens again later. It's like, you muted yourself again. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Man. I wonder how many... I would just, just, just curiosity. I wonder how many conference calls people think they're contributing to the call and they're actually not because they're muted. <laughs> I've done that before. I just said a whole thing and then realized I was on mute. And yeah. then everyone else just kind of moved on, and the moment had passed. So I was like, well, I guess I'm just not going to share that tidbit. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I wonder if anybody gets done with their day at work, and they're just like, man, I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, all my ideas were so bad, they didn't even acknowledge them. <laughs> There's some, uh, like, gaming, uh, what is it called? The video chat on games where you can... It has like auto ducking or something. So when you're right. quiet, it it quits listening, and then when it detects a certain threshold, it'll turn on the microphone again. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
so back to it <clears throat> to get back on topic yeah to get back on topic um what was our topic did you want to know about my well Fires. what do we want to start with do you want to hear about my my sleeve or oh well i mean that caught my immediate interest because we're on a uh, video chat but um i also want to hear about your disney trip so i don't know whatever you want to do first <laughs> well i'll just say real quick this the, the sleeve is my way of of compromising between having a case and not having a case for my iphone 10s max mm-hmm. and because i i didn't like having a case like always on it and hiding the beauty of it yeah you know um so I got on Amazon and they have they there's tons to choose from. There's all these like sleeves. There's neoprene sleeves and there's also this which is a faux leather um uh sleeve that has like a felt lining inside is which oh, is nice. why I like this one. And um they're all like under $10 or for certainly under $20 depending on what you're looking at. And wow. I just think it's perfect because like uh, unless you're someone I mean I guess obviously it doesn't protect you if you're if you're it won't dropping you from the f- dropping it, yeah. No, like it won't save you from dropping it, but it will save you from if you want to put your phone on a table and you don't want to just scratch the phone by like, you know, putting it on a rough surface or something, you can put the sleeve down first and then put the phone on top of it and never oh, let the phone smart. never let the phone touch anything but the sleeve. Like it's like a little game you can play. I don't know. How how's that working out so far? Um it's actually not bad. Um cuz when I hold on to the phone, I'm being very careful not to drop it. And then I still do go back to the Apple silicone case when I want to go out and, and do something that might be more risky, like a concert. If I'm like holding the phone up a lot and people are hitting me, yeah, bumping into me, whatever, um, it still helps. Or when I travel, I still put a silicone case on. I, I go no case uh, since, since I got the iPhone X. It was so pretty. And, you know, like you're saying, it's it's a $1,000 phone. You might as well just, like, let it be its true form. So I got the Apple Care. In case anything did happen to it, it'd be, like, I don't know, 30 bucks or something to, to fix it. Um, but it's funny. I've dropped my phone dozens of times. Uh, every time I have a heart attack and I look at it and it's fine. <laughs> I have a tile floor in, in the kitchen, dropped it on tile, dropped it on hardwood, uh, dropped it on my laptop, so <laughs> aluminum, and... Um, Actually, I, I dented my laptop. It's got a pretty bad dent, but the phone is fine. So it's funny. It's got it's held together great. Uh, it's got scratches all over though. So yeah, you know, like what you're saying about scratches that makes sense. So <sighs> I saw something online about how uh, Gorilla Glass or what was the other company or the company that made Gorilla Glass? I don't know, Cornell, something like that. Um, basically, you can choose what do you want to. You know what's important to you in your glass: shatterproof or scratchproof. Oh, they can they and they have created like perfect scratch invincible glass, but it's easy to break. Right. On the other hand, they which is what we have on our phones, I think they have shatterproof glass where it's really hard to crack the screen, but it's a lot easier to scratch it. Yeah. Wow. So. You can you can have one or the other, but you can't have perfect glass, I guess. Right. It's still going to be glass. <laughs> I know. No, I, I think I'd almost rather it just shatter easier and never scratch. Yeah, they should let you choose, like yeah. upon purchase. Do you want the scratchless or the shatterless? There could be How a slider. How clumsy are you? No, there could be a slider. <laughs> like on the slider, you just slide it to, to what how much uh, shatterproof versus how much scratch proof you get. 
on on the on the shatterproof end of the slider, can there be like a like a little black and white icon of like an infomercial guy going blue to blue? Yeah, you know, with like butterfingers <laughs> and like the phone is is falling midair out of his yeah. hands. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, that's yeah. always funny because people put screen protectors on their phones all the time, and I I got I kind of went down that route or tried to go down that route when I first got this phone thinking like that would be the best way to go and I, I didn't I didn't get it on quite right or I had something go wrong and I always have something go wrong I don't even know why I attempt this anymore why bother why even bother but um but a lot of people say like oh I'm sure glad I put that screen protector on because look I got these scratches or look I it shattered like my screen protector broke when I dropped my phone what people fail to realize though is yeah your screen protector broke on that drop but your phone screen might not have right so it's still not, it doesn't necessarily. You, you just wrapped your phone in something more fragile. And yeah, you're exactly. impressed when that fragile thing broke. <laughs> yeah, oh, look what it saved me. Oh, yeah, but this isn't nearly as strong as your phone screen. It's like, like those people who, who live like entire lives with like a fabric or whatever type of sofa cover. And, and it's got like stains all over it and stuff. And like, yeah, but the sofa is like pristine underneath. It's like okay. Well, everyone comes over and they see this like stain-covered couch. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's the point? Well, I mean, that's a little bit different because you can just take the broken screen off, the screen protector off, and then. Well, you could you could take the sofa cover off, but that's true too. Most people rarely do. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> anyway, uh, you went to Disney World, Disneyland. I forget which one is which. Disneyland. Disneyland is the one in California. Disney World is the one in Florida. And I went to Disney World when I was like 17 years old mm-hmm. as part of a first robotics competition with my oh. high school. And I felt like I went and I was at the wrong age to go maybe. And I was also there for another purpose. I was there for the first robotics thing, not really for Disney World. Um, but I was kind of at the age where I was like, I'm a teenager. I'm not, I'm into this kid's stuff, whatever. But I wasn't like an adult I'm enough. I'm into the really cool robotic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into the, that's, that's how much of a dork I was. I was thinking at the time I was like, no, I'm into this way cooler robotics competition, man. It's robots. Yeah. We've got real life computer programmers on our team, man. They can make magic happen. That's more, that's where the magic is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. I, w- I went to uh, I went to Disneyland, the one in California. Then uh, when I was, I guess I was like five, maybe. I I just I can barely remember the road trip with with my parents, just because mm-hmm. it was really long and uh, driving through the desert at night and stuff like that was pretty cool. It's funny though, now that I look back on it, I remember the road trip more than I remember the destination. Yeah, well, I remember the first robotics, and I remember the hotel we were at mo- much more than I remember like the park. So, but so I feel like I wasn't, I didn't make the most out of it, clearly. I was just like, well, you know, I'm here for a purpose and whatever. But um, you can so we, truly appreciate it. Yeah. And I also felt like maybe I was too young to appreciate it on an adult level where you kind of get rid of that like teenage, like, I don't know what it is, like angst. I don't know if I want to call it angst, but you know, the, 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 the attitude you have, attitude. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That yeah, teenager yeah. attitude where you're like, I'm just, I'm above this, whatever. Yeah, well, a teenager wants to be as far away from childhood as possible, but you're totally clueless in terms of adult perspective. What's weird is, you're so as a kid, you're obviously into childhood big time, 
Then you go through a period of life where you want to get as far away from it as possible. And then as you get older, you want to get back to it again, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what was it like then going back as an adult? So I was a little bit worried because I was like, well, I remember the last time I went to Disney World and I don't know. But um, we went to Disneyland and um, I have to say the first couple hours I was there, I was like, oh, crap. I don't know. It's just I I was texting you at the time. I was like, there's just crowds. There's strollers everywhere. Like everyone has a stroller with kids. Oh man. Um, and and then they had parades like every thirty minutes. It was ridiculous. And they closed off the streets, and you couldn't get anywhere. And I was like, well, we want to go over there, but but they're like, no, no, no. You got to wait until the parade finishes. I'm like, they need better urban planning. Yeah, they really do. Can you imagine if that was a real town and like there was parades every day, like three times a day? <laughs> Happy like, Fun I, Town. I was just telling a friend of mine. I was just telling a friend of mine. I'd have to call my boss on a regular basis and go, "I'm going to be late today. I'm stuck behind a parade again." <laughs> As if it's a train. Uh, um, but anyway, the first parades are really bad this morning, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the parades are really bad, and that's what the news talks about. The Cinderella parade today is <laughs> parades in I twenty are moving a lot slower than normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, okay, so we're there for like a couple hours, and it's just crowds, and there's like this band singing really childish music that I was just like so annoyed with, and I was texting you guys, and I was like, "This is awful," and then um. I don't know what happened. I think that was like before we kind of did any of the attractions or anything. So we were there for a while and we were kind of waiting for um, a ride because we had like fast pass that we had. So we were, we, we knew we had time. We had to eat something. So we were doing that too. And so there was mm-hmm. a time I wasn't sure. And then we did like the first attraction and then we went over to California Adventure and we did some stuff over there because there's, there's two parks there and, and all that. Wait, what's California Adventure? Well, it's there's two parks. There's Disneyland and California Adventure, and I don't know what exactly separates the two because they both seem like, I mean, they're amusement parks and they're Disney. Like they're both clearly Disney. Wait, they're both Disney? Yeah. Huh. And you can get a and you can get a park hopper so you can go between the two, which is definitely, I mean, that was definitely the way to go. Um but it's the same it's basically the same stuff. I don't understand the difference. I mean, maybe Disney fanatics would know. I'm not a Disney fanatic, so th- that's is, another problem by the way. <laughs> is 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 the California one like very California centric? No. Or I mean any I mean you can get beer there. You can't get beer at Disneyland. Okay. Huh. But you can get beer at D- at California Adventure. And then the weird thing is California Adventure closes earlier. So Disneyland was open till midnight, but California Adventure closed at 10. But they had the alcohol at California Adventure. I wanted that to be open later. <laughs> huh. Um, yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, uh, I think after we started doing more, though, I was like, okay, starting to get it. Like, the, the, the rides and the experiences that they, that they create are so immersive and so cool that hmm. it really is but that's that, that is another problem though is i'm not a disney fanatic so a lot of the like disney themed things i was kind of like oh what's that i don't know what that is so do you think it took you a while to like suspend disbelief to like get into the like a child's frame of mind or was it really just like walking in you're annoyed with the lines but then once you get through the lines you immediately enjoyed it yeah i just kind of slowly started to like yeah, I, I I think I just kind of had to get used to the crowds, you know. 
Yeah. And it was easy to get caught up in being annoyed with all that. And then, and did, then did you like, think about getting that, that special pass that lets you skip, <clears throat> skip the lines? We did get that. Oh, you did? And you still were annoyed with the lines. Oh, yeah. It's still awful. Like, so the way the fast pass works is like you don't really get to. You get to choose every two hours a ride that you can that that you can pick, and it just gives you a time window, like a two-hour time window, and you show up during that window and you wait in a less long line. So it's just a it's basically RSVP. Right. Yeah. So you huh. can say like, okay, I want to ride this ride. I want to ride Space Mountain between ten and I think. Well, I think it was ten. And, I think it was just an hour window, ten and eleven or something. So um, we showed up at like ten o'clock and. And we waited like twenty minutes instead of forty minutes, huh? And um, yeah, so it's not like you can, you know, really skip the lines. You just wait in a less long line. Yeah, and I'm sure it's it's like the the TSA pre-check where you know eventually everyone's like, all right, it's it's worth the extra eighty bucks or whatever, and and then everyone gets it. So then now everyone is just in a different line. Right. Right. <laughs> but but what blew my mind though is so we were there just the two of us for a while, and then. I have friends that live in the area that um, have season passes to Disneyland. Wow. And that's, that's a little crazy. That's next level, right? Because those aren't cheap. And um, they go like three times a month or something like that. So they're there almost what? every weekend. Yeah. What do you do? That's what I, mean, I was wondering. It's big, right? But I don't really, I can't remember like how big it is and like, I guess if you really love roller coasters, or do you feel like there's more than roller coasters? Do they have like movies that you can go to or other stuff? So they actually don't have many roller coasters. Is that was my because that was actually one of my complaints because my favorite amusement park in the world is Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, and the the focus there is thrilling roller coasters. That's yeah, it. that that's that's a roller coaster amusement park. You mentioned that to me during your trip so i just kind of assumed that you were going on roller coasters at disneyland well we were we there there was a couple like i mean there's space mountain but by the way as crazy as space mountain might seem if you've been on it because i talked to a lot of people and they're like oh that's the best roller coaster of all time if you look at the stats though it only the top speed top speed of space mountain is 28 miles an hour <laughs> wow <laughs> It's like nothing. That's it. But they blow air on you and stuff. It gives you the illusion that you're going faster because you're in the dark oh. and everything, so you, you can't really tell. By the way, if you want to have some fun, and maybe I'm just a, a nerd and I like to look at stuff like this, uh, you search for the YouTube video of Space Mountain with the lights on. That's fun. Space Mountain with the lights on. Okay. That's fun. You don't have to do it right now, but it's just like it's it's if you've been on Space Mountain and you're familiar with the ride, and then you see it with the lights on, it's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like, I almost wish they had the option, like, where, like, maybe at a certain time of day, like, you could ride it with the lights on, because that would actually be a kind of unique experience. I would totally do that. I'm watching it now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, some of those are crappy videos, too. You have to be careful. The <laughs> be quality careful you is. Don't stumble on a crappy one. The quality is just, yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. It's. So some of those aren't very good. Uh, do are you allowed to go in it with the lights on or is this for like no employees is... and like janitors are trying to check it for like random slurpy cups that are on the track or 
I think the idea that that's what they have to, the, the janitors have a checklist, Slurpee cups, got to check for those. <laughs> I mean, at Disneyland, I don't know, you've got like a bunch of like six-year-olds and uh, <laughs> cotton candy cleanup. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so uh, the way that I understood from watching those videos, apparently, occasionally they have, you know, the ride malfunctions or has problems uh-huh. and they have to stop the roller coasters um or or something like uh, the the because the videos i saw they were stopped on the initial incline so on when they're going up the hill and the lights come on so they can figure out whatever they need to do and then they just ran the ride with the lights on and then they they apparently told all those people they can ride again with the lights off because they had that problem or whatever huh and so those rare occasions people i guess get out their phones and start recording Hmm. And it's fascinating. Like it's just yeah, like it's, it doesn't seem like that crazy of a ride. I'm I see there's these panels all over the ceiling. I don't I haven't been on it, so I don't know what it's like in the dark. I'm wondering do they have like a bunch of projection mapping and stuff? Is yeah. it Yeah. Yeah, oh, they okay. do. They project stars. Sometimes like the the time that we went on it it was just like space themed, like that's it. But sometimes they have it Star Wars themed and they project like you know, the fighter ships and stuff. Oh, so sometimes it's different. Yeah, it can change. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I heard so it was totally different from from that. Like so that's that is what I appreciate about some of the rides at Disney is they can change them. So they're not the same thing every time. Depends on the season, depends on that's what's popular. Cool. They can kind of adapt their experiences depending on what's going on. Yeah. So that's one of the things that when I talk to the people that, you know, our friends that have the season passes, they're like, well, it changes. Like, it's not the same thing. And they add things a lot. You know, um, Star Wars Land is coming. I'm super excited for that. What's that? Is that going to be a whole separate park or that's like a section of Disneyland? It's going to be a section of Disneyland. And from the uh, from what I looked up, it looks like it's going to occupy most of what Frontierland is now, which don't ask me what's in Frontierland. I don't remember. <laughs> Wiley Coyote or something? Yeah, probably. I don't think that's Disney, but whatever. Um, okay, I, I I know nothing about this stuff. <laughs> see, that's the problem. I don't either. And I Vanessa knows more than I do, so she's like, um, we didn't go to the area where the Cars ride is, but the area mm-hmm. where Cars is is called something, and she just said what it was called, and I was like, well, what the hell's that? And she's like, it's the Cars movie. The Cars movie. I'm like, oh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, I mean, like I know what the Cars movie is, but huh. yeah, but I didn't didn't know that you know the the specifics in the Cars movie. Um, Interesting. So, Star Wars Land is going to be really cool though, because from what I I mean, if you Google it and you see like what the plans are, it it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So hmm. we'll definitely cool. go back to check that out when that's happening. Yeah. But yeah, I I guess I, I guess, so the problem with this, so I think to sum up my problem that I had and how I kind of changed perspective on it, when I first got there, I was kind of hoping for the thrilling roller coaster rides and like the, you know, like what I had at Cedar Point, like when I'd go to the amusement parks that I used to go to and love so much. And I had to kind of get away from that. Like, that's not what you're going to get at Disney what you're going to get at Disney is these, these theatrical, immersive experiences that use sound, light, all this kind of cool stuff. 
and it might not be like oh you're going fast or whatever it that's not the point like the point is to like experience this you know this totally other world you. yeah there's um <clears throat> i don't know how much of this is like uh under an nda or something but it's been a few years since i worked there so uh one of my first jobs as a designer was at this company called radical media and they did all this stuff that you're describing basically is kind of like um, projection mapping and immersive experiences and um, one of the projects that we worked on for I don't know how long but maybe a year or so was um, a Beatles experience oh the uh, it never happened apparently because it's supposed to happen in like 2014 2015 but um and this is just an example uh because it you know, it could be something else like um, they had an idea of like a digital aquarium, but basically they would build these structures kind of like Space Mountain, I guess, but minus the roller coaster and you could walk through it and you would have these screens and panels or uh, projectors projecting on panels and stuff and it would just totally surround you, immersive sound and everything. Um, so it's not like you're watching a movie, but it's like you're walking through something. They were going to build uh, a real life strawberry fields where like you can oh that's cool like it's real like a real hill with real grass on it and you can go lie down and when you lie down you can look up at the sky and there's like some trippy stuff you know floating around apparently um so yeah i guess there's you know there's companies out there that are trying to do that but it's so expensive and i think you know with the beatles like surely they have a lot of money but um it's hard to get sponsors and hard to get the fundraising for that. But if anyone can do it, Disney, I, I hear Disney has some money. Yeah, well, <laughs> and I know how they get the money, too. The season passes. So here's something that's just unbelievable to me. Like, this is just crazy. So huh. I was looking at season passes to Six Flags, right? Right. Six Flags, Great America is another one um, that offers season passes. And right now, I think they're on sale, but you... but whatever you can get passes for like 65 70 dollars that's a year pass and you can go in and out that's a year pass yeah for a year pass and i was thinking okay well that's that's cool <laughs> disney disney's year-long pass is and the one that you would want to get the one that you, i think that is most worth it a thousand dollars holy shit <laughs> i know what? and here's here's the most amazing thing about that I was talking to people at work and I was talking to other friends of mine and I said, yeah, you know, if we lived in Southern California, um, maybe it would be worth doing the, um, the, the season pass. I was kind of thinking about it and I was like, but then I found out they're a thousand dollars and without hesitation, every person I talked to about it said, yeah, that, that, but it's worth it though. What? Like, what? The the reaction isn't holy crap that's insane. Your reaction is <laughs> yeah, but it's totally worth it. Wow. I mean, I maybe I need to go to Disneyland again, but I cannot think of any amusement park that I would pay that much for. Also, I mean, this is my personality, but like I wouldn't go that often. I you know like when there's a a movie, I typically don't watch movies more than once. Even right. my most favorite movies, I've probably watched them four times. <laughs> yeah. But y there are plenty of people. I'm not saying that's, you know, that's normal. There's plenty of other people out there who just watch movies, you know, a hundred times. 
Yeah. Um, So same thing with amusement parks, I guess. Like, I feel like I could go just like, uh, you know, taking a trip to a foreign country or something like, cool. Yeah, I did that. Now I'm never going to go again. Right. And, and, And the funny thing about the attitude with the people that that I knew that had the season passes that we met up with there, it was just funny because it was like, you know how if you go to somebody else's house and they have something really cool that you're just really geeked out about and they're just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, it's there. We just, we have it all the time. So it's no big deal to us. <laughs> That's how they reacted about fricking Disneyland, man. Like everything. Wow. It's like the most amazing, like the most amazing fountain water show is going on with music and everything's tied together and fireworks are going off and everything. Like, and they're, Oh just, yeah. Disney fountain. And they're just, and they're just kind of staring and they're just kind of standing there like, Oh yeah. they do this every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of like I live in a pretty big tourist destination and uh, seeing, you know, tourists perceive the city around me versus how I perceive it is is pretty funny. Yeah, totally. And I think it's the same thing with them. They're just like, yeah, you know, they, they do this a lot. And yeah, whatever, whatever. Can you can you live in Disneyland? I wonder how much, <laughs> you know, just get an apartment and it includes an all access pass and it's like 10 K a year. Right. Actually, that'd be a really cheap apartment. But that would be. Yeah. But no, you can't live. I don't think you can live on the maybe, park. Maybe if you work there. So it's like an indentured servitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking about that. So the people that work there, because what, what I had to laugh a little bit, because after the, you know, kind of toward the end of the day, when they do the, the fountain show and there's the music and the fireworks are going off and it just like crescendos into this, you know, perfect ending and everything's just perfect. And I was like, wow, they do this like every day. It's like a perfect day every day at Disneyland. And then it's probably what it's like living in North Korea. <laughs> right? I, I couldn't help but think like, wow, this is almost a little bit eerie. Like you, you do like these, you have like this manufactured perfect day, but it's the same perfect day every day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like if you're up, there. You go to work, you you praise the, the great leader for all he does for the country. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much I want to compare this to North Korea. Um, well, uh, yeah, you're having a good time in Disneyland, at least. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's not really an illusion <laughs> of of good times. Um, I guess it, it works the other way around. North Korea tries to operate like their Disneyland. They put on these facades, and you can go tour it, and they're like, "Oh, look how happy our civilians are," and right. all that stuff. Yeah, but it it is that's where the manufactured thing comes in, where it seems like, oh yeah, they're kind of creating this you know, this, this thing, but, but yeah, I mean, it's fine if you go like every once in a while, but I feel like the people that work there, like they, 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 they're there for this amazing, perfect day. It all wraps up and then they're just like, well, all right, let's go home and we'll go come back and do the same thing all over again. (laughs) I, you know, I always wonder about how people do, you know, in the performing arts, like Broadway and stuff. I, um, you know, I've seen, I probably see like one or two Broadway shows a year, um, because I live here. And Mary, Mary loves going to man any of that stuff. I too like bad, it too, but too bad there's no Broadway season pass. Yeah, I wonder. No, I don't think they they have that now. I mean, you could do like the symphony or something like that, but it's because each each show is its own. It's almost like it's its own company, its own thing. Oh yeah, you I can know. be a you can be a member like a member of the public theater and have early access or stuff like that. Um. And in fact, that's how we got tickets to see Hamilton. Um, the people that Mary used to work for, they, you know, 
had connections with someone at that theater and long story short they gave us the tickets so we got these really great tickets to see it and it was amazing and I, I loved it and I was just blown away and then I was thinking from the point of view of the people on stage like it's really amazing for me but you have to sing those songs like twice a day every day or whatever their schedule is sometimes it's like uh six times a week I don't know twice yeah. once once a day during the week I think and and twice on twice a a day on the weekends and sometimes look at like Chicago or Phantom of the Opera where it goes on for years now eventually they have people rotate out and you have different uh companies doing it but that's that almost sounds like hell to me <laughs> yeah it kind of does like i would do it about four or five times and then i'd be like okay let's can we sing different songs now right <laughs> well and that's how i wonder like how much they change things at disneyland like okay i i think it's that same perfect day every day that they're but it's i don't think it really is like i think there are changes but i think the changes are seasonal not like on a daily basis yeah so yeah huh. it's a whole different world a whole new world. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and this is the musical portion of our podcast. Oh, boy. Um, Just a second, Rob. Can I call you back? Because I've got this poor connection crap going on. Sure. All right. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Shoot. You didn't okay. stop your recording, though, right? No. This okay, is a good. Different computer. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to mess up our our time code. Okay, so I have to editor's note. Start again. (laughs) So I have to make sure I tell you this story though, because this is before we went to Disneyland. Totally unrelated to Disneyland, but it kept us from getting there when we hoped to get there. Um, Uh I think I told you though I have a, a digital license plate on my car. Oh yeah, I've seen it on Instagram, and you were even on the news, right? I was on the news. The local news. So exciting. Not not the radio station I was telling you about. The the, the TV station, the local uh, uh, KTLA in Los Angeles. Um, uh-huh. So it's a, I think it's a Fox station. Um, anyway, so uh, we decided before Disneyland, well, we, we needed coffee, right? So we were going to stop at this coffee place and check it out. And it was kind of in a smaller town. I forget what the town was. Um, but anyway, we, we parked in this downtown area, went to, um, get coffee and we paid the meter and everything. We put the money in and the meter was good. We come back to the car after coffee and there's a ticket on the windshield and I'm looking at, and I'm looking at the meter and I'm like, it says it's green. We've paid. I don't get it. So I go out and take the ticket off my windshield, look at the ticket and it says fictitious license plate on it. What? Yeah. And I was but like you you can put in the they could look you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I never even thought of that. They 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 probably checked ran my plates and they should right? be legit, right? I mean, well, maybe like I know a cop can, but like if you're walking around and you don't have your computer, maybe they can't. Well, anyway, I thought, well, this sucks because we don't live in Southern California. We're going to have to come oh, down here and worst. fight this, right? Yeah. Um, now, I will say, I should say, uh, Reviver Auto, the company that makes these R plates, do stand behind them and will reimburse you for the ticket that you get. So they'll they'll 
they'll pay the ticket if you send oh, it they, into they've them. they've seen this before. Yes, they have run into this before. Uh-huh. Small town cops aren't always up on the latest, so, you know, if they don't get it. But my concern was, like, I don't know if you get points on your license for something like that or yeah. if it's – um, it probably not because I think if it's not a moving violation, they don't do that. But regardless, I was thinking, well, I just – I don't want that to be on my record or anything, so I would want to fight it. So <clears> – <throat> We fictitious. um, yeah, fictitious. Really, I'm just still stuck on this. Like, yeah, it, I've seen a picture of it, and we could put it in the show notes. But like, it's got all the random license plate stuff, right? And in like, California, how, how is that any worse than like when you buy a brand new car and they give you the piece of paper that goes right. in the window? That's legal. That's true. <laughs> so, in California, you have to have a plate on the front of the car and the back of the car. So the front mm. plate that I have is still like the the regular California license plate. The back one is the quote-unquote fictitious one that is the digital license plate now from Reviver Auto. Totally legit, by the way. The DMV, we have a letter from the DMV we keep in the glove box um, for it. So anyway, we're thinking, okay, we saw a cop walking on the sidewalk nearby. So we got out of the car and we ran over to him and we said, hey, we just got this ticket. And he goes, well, I didn't write that ticket, but I do know who did. And he radioed to the guy that did, and he oh, said wow. he'll he'll be here in a second. I was like, oh, okay. So we were explaining this whole thing to to this cop, like you know, well, this is a legit plate, all this stuff. The 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 cop that wrote the ticket pulls up, rolls down the window. The the cop we were talking to goes over to him, and I overhear him say, yeah. So they say this plate is legit. <laughs> so the cop that cop <laughs> That's gets, great customer service. I know. So that cop gets out of his car with the car still running and everything and starts talking to us about it. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, you can't have a plate that looks different on one side or on the front from the back. They need to be visibly the same. And clearly that's not, you know, whatever. And I said, um, so I, so I told him, I was like, no, this, but it's a legit plate though. Here's the DMV letter. So he looks over the DMV letter and he goes, oh, wow, you got your documentation on this. So that's good. <laughs> and he goes, um. And that's that's when like his attitude kind of changed from being like, oh, I'm a cop and I know what I'm doing or whatever to like, well, I sure as hell wish the DMV would have told us about this because, you know, he's like, we didn't know. And he didn't um, get the memo. Right. He didn't get the memo. And and then and then he goes, but wait a second, you have to get a whole new plate then when your registration comes due. And I was like, no, it's a digital license plate. He goes, what do you mean? It's point. And I said, no, it's digital. And he goes. What do you mean it's digital? It doesn't look digital because, you know, it, it's the e-ink display like the Kindles, you know? Yeah, it looks like paper. Right, it looks like paper. It looks like a static thing. It doesn't look like it changes. So I told him, I was like, no, it, it changes. And, and I showed him the app, you know, that I ha- <clears throat> that I have. And you can change certain things about it in the app, not obviously the, you know, your plate <laughs> number, but, I mean, you can change, like, what it says on the bottom and that kind of stuff. So I was showing him that. I was telling him it updates over the air through the cellular network. And um, he's just standing there like, uh, you know, wow, like kind of blown away by it. Right. And I said, then I brought up because it's funny you mentioned about the news thing, because I said, yeah, and actually I was on the news about it, too. (laughs) I said, Rich DeMuro at KTLA interviewed me about it. Here, I'll show you. So I pulled it up on my phone and he's like, oh, oh, wow, that's cool. And so former robotics champion has electronic license plate. <laughs> yeah. No, we weren't champions. That's the funny part about that's quick aside. That's the funny thing about my high school robotics team is our robot didn't work the entire season. Oh, no. It didn't work at all. <laughs> 
the only reason we made it to Disney World is because they have like wild card picks. <laughs> they gotta have some losers to beat. And they picked our team. And so we're at Nationals. And guess what? It didn't work at Nationals either. <laughs> you didn't learn how to code on the bus? Our robot sat there the whole season. And the only time that it moved, the only time it moved was when we were in the parking lot one time. And it took off straight for a Mercedes Benz and dented it. <laughs> Wow. We had to leave a note on the guy's car. The guy came out, actually, when we were leaving the note, and luckily he was a good sport about it. He's like, wow, my car got hit by a robot. <laughs> yeah. At least that's the story you can tell. Yeah. Um, uh, it, so it, uh, go ahead with, with uh, the license plate story. Yeah. But, I, uh, but then I, I kind of want to hear like how you got into it. So then the cop started, then the cop starts like saying, you know, they, they start like amongst themselves and to us, they're like, well, I could certainly see some problems with this. And he's like, what if a cop like me doesn't know, pulls this car, pulls someone over um, for the license plate, discovers they have drugs or something in the car, and then it goes to court because the um, because like the cop had no legal reason to pull them over in the first place. So it isn't would... that like most like police problems. Well, that's what I thought, but but he said like, well, the plate could be the reason, and and that could be the reason they pull him over, and then find out that you know, and then the cop might think, well, the even if the person says no, it's legal plate, the cop might stand by that being the reason that they pulled him over, and then anything else they find after that could be would be inadmissible. In a, yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, I didn't think about that. And then he goes, and what about those red light cameras? You know how red light cameras work, right? And I'm like, no, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> explain. So he starts telling me, like, they work based on reflection on the plate. Like, the way the plate is, like, you know, um, it's it's... Like it's, it's bumpy. Yeah, it's bumpy. Like it, it, so it the light it's raised at different angles. Yeah, the letters are raised, and the, so the light reflects a certain way. So they're designed to get the light by reflection because it like it's a light that goes off, and then the camera gets the reflection back from that. And he's like, mm. "This plate doesn't have any reflection points on it. It's just shiny. Like it, you know, it's just it wouldn't catch it." Oh. And I was like, yeah, maybe, well. uh, maybe it can just text message the the red light camera and like, here's Josh's license plate number, well, <laughs> just and, like Bluetooth. And obviously, yeah. these are concerns that they have in the here and now because in reality, and I was telling them this too. I was like, I think this will be something that the government, the DMV, the cops, like everyone is going to be in favor of because say there's an Amber Alert. You know, and they, you know how they show on the billboards like Amber Alert for this license plate number. Well, instead of doing that, they could just turn that person's license plate into a big thing that says, you know, guilty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a child in here. <laughs> yeah. Um, kidnapper inside. Kidnapper. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they could do stuff like that, where they can't do that now. Yeah. Um. So. You have one in the back, but not one in the front. Uh, it's just they're expensive. No, so Reviver Auto doesn't do the front and back. They just do the back, and I think it's it's because there's I I I don't know if I heard this from the company or if I heard this from someone else, but I think the state of California is t- trying to pass legislation that would remove the requirement to have a front plate. But can't you just buy two? Is it really different? 
You could buy two, but they are expensive. They're seven hundred dollars for the plate. Holy shit! So yeah. why did you do this? Um, you didn't have to, right? You already had plates before. Well, because we didn't buy season passes to Disneyland, so we had <laughs> so the money. Like, Where else can I burn my cash? Yeah, we're just like, well, <laughs> license we, plates. We saved a thousand dollars at Disneyland, so we figured let's get a license plate. No, um, I actually so we got in on the beta program, so they were doing they were giving them away to some people in the early days, mm-hmm. which they just kind of wrapped that up now. But um, we ended up getting ours for free because we were beta testers. What? Nice. So, that is fun. But um but yeah, it was just funny. And then and then I was going to tell you toward the end of so this is like 30 40 minutes of us standing around talking to the cops just about the license plate. At this point, they've <laughs> taken the ticket back. Like they're not, you know, we're over that. Now we're just, just shooting the shit with the cops about the license plate. So I wonder if there's a podcast. So they so they pull shooting the shit with cops. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but then a third cop comes up toward like before we left and this guy comes up and he goes, so what's this about the digital plate? <laughs> Someone radioed it. Someone radioed to him. <laughs> oh man. Um, but it was funny. They were, I mean, they were, they were good about it and everything. Like I was worried that they'd still give us problems or whatever. And, and that wasn't the case, but they, you know, they, they voiced their concerns, but, but yeah, like the red light camera thing, you're right. The plate would have a way to communicate, you know, like yeah like i don't know if they have this in california but in new york they have these wireless things you put in the car for the toll roads yeah the easy pass mm-hmm. yeah and and, and mean, that's that's another that. thing that the the r plate will be able to do is it'll be integrated into the plate so you won't have to have another thing in your car oh, like it'll cool. just scan the at the toll yeah automatically that's nice. How does how does the how long does the battery last, or is it like attached to your car battery? It's wired into the car wiring, oh, so okay. That's cool. it it stays powered and it lights up at night and everything. And it's you oh. know it's it it is a really cool thing. And I think you know it it could be beneficial, but like right now, I certainly wouldn't recommend anyone go spend seven hundred dollars and pay ten bucks. I think it's also ten dollars a month. What? Yeah. And so we were telling the cops this, and they're like. I wonder how much the how much of that money the DMV's getting. I bet they're getting plenty. <laughs> <laughs> probably. It's like, yeah, probably. I don't know. Um, so I don't I don't have a car. I'm gonna have to get one soon ish. But um how much do plates cost in general? Because you gotta get like license plate. I know it, there's insurance, but just the plate itself, doesn't that cost something? Yeah, I don't remember. Like like the, the registration, I mean. That's a really good point, though. I don't remember because what if they, yeah, what if they build this into the cost of, you know, what if eventually they can come down in price where, like, they just build it into the price of the registration and everything? Yeah. No, but I mean, like, so before you had this, like, when you got a car. I know. I can't remember. remember how much you, okay. But I'm saying, like, you're right that off if if instead of spending that money on the plate to begin with, if if you bought this one, then that's instead of seven hundred dollars, maybe it's only a few hundred dollars more. Yeah. And then you <clears> never <throat> have to replace. You never have to deal with tags in the mail and stuff. Yeah, I feel really weird now that I'm like I'm 32 years old and I've never bought a car before, and <laughs> I'm like shopping around for cars and and looking on reddit forums and all that and you've got you know the the price of the car but then you have all these other outside costs insurance and registration and the license and i don't know how much any of that is supposed to cost like what's a good number i don't i don't have any idea um 
that I tried uh, going to Farmers Insurance because I designed their iPhone app. If you use Farmers Insurance, please don't complain to me. I don't work there anymore. But um, I went um, on their website. I was like, I'm just going to get a quote because, you know, that's what you do if you want an estimate. And it, it's like this little questionnaire wizard of like, um, I forget what. The first question is, uh, what year is your car? And so it's like, um, I, I 2018 I, I don't have a car so i'm just gonna put in a number it's like what <laughs> brand is your car and it's like, i don't know so so i'm like all right well let's just pretend like if i were to buy a tesla because that's my dream car let's just put in that info so i'm like okay 2018 it's a tesla it's a model 3 this is a horrible design by the way for anyone who doesn't have a car yet i don't know how the hell they're supposed to do it um and then it starts asking like detailed questions like who do you have insurance with right now and i'm like Mm, I don't have it. And um, when was the last time you've had insurance? Mm, never. Uh, right. And and so then the, the question right after that is, please select a reason for not having existing insurance. And you know how like there usually like there's these little like radio buttons and it lets you pick one item from a list, but not more than one. Right. So they had a radio button. And this bothers me because I'm a designer. Uh, a radio button and only one option. <laughs> oh my so, gosh! And the one option was military service deployed overseas. That's it. I could either click that and hit next, or just not finish answering their questions. <laughs> Wait a second. So, so they had nothing in place for somebody that's just getting insurance for the first time. Right. Nothing at all. Nothing like, this is my first car. Uh, I don't know. I'm a teenager. I don't know. What other possible reasons? The only reason that you have to select is military deployed overseas. Oh, that's terrible. And so I just left. I was like, well, I guess I'll just find out how much insurance costs. So then you had to join the military and go overseas. (laughs) Fuck me for trying to plan ahead and estimate the finances. Right. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe that they would. By the way, just a a, a quick thing. Um, uh-huh. You know that we are farmers. Bump 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 bump. Right. I found uh, an electronic dance remix of that jingle that goes on for like <laughs> <What>? six minutes. <laughs> oh my god! We have to play that. It's hilarious. Um. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. yeah um. I that's just my my bitching about like trying. Most of the country, you know, culturally, they just assume that you drive cars your whole life. And I did have a car as a teenager, but my parents, um, they paid for everything except for the gas. And, you know, it's really fortunate of me. But when I moved to New York, I got rid of my car. And that's probably around the age when I would have taken over paying for the car, paying for the insurance. But I never did that. So I have no idea how much a car ownership costs beyond, you know, I don't know. 30 bucks for a gallon or for for a tank of gas <laughs> right yeah um it's not fun owning a car oh, like you gotta park it and wash it oh by the way my ah. dad is so he, he 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 will wash his car every day if he could like he just washes wow. his car a ridiculous amount and then he he then every time i get on the phone with him it's like hey when did you wash your car last i'm like I don't know. Does he have a Corvette? No, that's some, the funny thing. Fancy. He's got like a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a Corolla. It's a Camry. 
Sorry, it's a Camry. <laughs> okay, that's better. It's one yeah. step up. He got like a Toyota Cam- uh, Camry, and then he's got an Oldsmobile Alero from like the wow. year 2000. And he <laughs> treats these cars, you would think they were like high-end sports cars. Yeah, or classics or something. Yeah, but he, he just really likes his cars. And I mean, I mean, it's it's great. He admires the crap out of my car. I got a Honda Civic. That's, but it's a 2016 Honda Civic. It's the first year with the new body design that they have, and I do like the car. Like it's a great car, but um, yeah, if I had to choose, I I would rather not have to drive everywhere and be able to take a train or a parade to work. Yeah, just right on, on a, that parade. Just wrap on right on a parade float. It'd be great public yeah. transit. And That'd be great entertainment while you while you go to work. Yeah, although it's the yeah. same entertainment though every single day. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I could deal with that. Can you imagine if there were like Disney like floats, but just with commuter people, just with their headphones in, just trying to ignore <laughs> everything around them, and everything's amazing. There's fireworks going off. <laughs> Everyone's just looking down at their phones. Yeah, yeah yep, everyone's sweet. just treating it like the crazy people on the on the trains. Like all the Disney characters are just like, just don't get too close to them. They smell like <laughs> booze. <laughs> So uh, one one random thing that's just totally off topic, but it might be interesting to to talk about. I saw uh, today our friend Nick was asking of a, a place that's like a city that you could explore yeah. to go to, but you know not too far from Michigan that you could drive or it would be a cheap flight. And I just realized I'm totally stumped. If you were to subtract <laughs> the coasts, like if you were just to like take scissors and just get rid of California and Washington, and then on the other side, like snip off, you know, New York and Boston and the East Coast, like what other cities are there? He mentioned Chicago, but he's been there a lot. And it's just like, shit, I don't know. <laughs> I guess you could go to Nashville. Right. Is right. Is Florida too far? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to Florida, you might as well go to New York, or I don't know. Right, that's true. I mean, Florida's a crazy place, but it does have nice beaches with some, you know, nice-looking warm his, water. His one, his one criteria was city, so I'm thinking something urban. Right. Like, what's, an, what's an interesting city that's not on a coast? Right. Yeah, I think Nashville would be good. Nashville is a place I, mean, I kind of have been somewhat interested in. In checking out, perhaps. Um, yeah, I, I went once, technically, kind of like a, a drive-through type of scenario, where we, we went to um, a wedding there, but we didn't get to spend any time in the actual city, so oh, I still yeah. don't know what it's like. Yeah, it, but... It looked like a city. You're right, though. I would be stumped. <laughs> the only other place that I would want to go, and, and I they don't want to go to amusement parks, but obviously I've had that on the brain lately, but <laughs> Sandusky, Ohio. Like, the only thing Ooh. about it... Is that I'd want to go to Cedar Point and like you know just ride the roller coasters all day. I remember in in high school and whatnot we had like a physics trip out to Cedar Point. Yeah, I think middle school we had a trip to Cedar Point, and every time we went, everyone's just talking about how just boring like farmland on the yeah. way there. There's nothing there, and then you get to this theme park in the middle of nowhere, and it's like an awesome place. And they have um, uh, that's another thing by the way. I was looking at. So I was going down the rabbit hole, you know, when I went when I saw the Space Mountain um, lights on video that Mm. took me on a path to trying to find other indoor roller coasters because it's obviously a rarity. And one of them used Mm. to be at Cedar Point. It was called Disaster Transport. And it was actually a really shitty ride. (laughs) I don't remember it. It was terrible. And um, 
apparently started off and, and the history of it is kind of interesting and i know the history of amusement parks in general is kind of interesting to me but this ride in particular is totally different because it started off as a roller coaster that was like a bobsled track basically hmm. so it wasn't Those like fun it wasn't like a regular track like that's a, you're attached to it basically the cars are like bobsleds with wheels in this like dry you know like a water slide that's not wet and you know you, you go down the track and what so it's a bobsled with wheels without water right so how is it a bobsled it's not i'm just trying to think of like a an easy comparison for it it's like a sled it's like a not sled but it's a you know it has wheels and it's on (laughs) so you're saying it doesn't have a bunch of separately linked cars but it's all one body no it's got separately linked cars okay so here's what it is so what here's a better way to explain it (laughs) You're doing a terrible job. The reason that I'm explaining it this way is because it originally was called, um, oh, and now I'm forgetting the name. God, I'm doing a terrible job. I've been on like the bobsled rides and, you know, you slide down the hill and then sploosh, they get surrounded by water. Right. No. So this is a dry roller coaster that is like a regular, so it's like a regular roller coaster, but instead of like being a- Most roller coasters are dry. I know. Well, okay. Yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. Okay, it's just a it's okay. It's a regular it's roller, a roller coaster. coaster. <laughs> Let's start off with that. Can we can we do we have a mutual understanding of what a roller coaster is? <laughs> it's like a train okay. that goes down like steep hills and crazy corners and stuff. <laughs> it's right? a pointless train that returns you where you came from <laughs> with a fear of death. Yeah, that fear of death is critical, though. So that's anyway, the, that's the distinguishing factor between trains and roller. That's coasters. the fun part: the fear of death. <laughs> anyway, um, so so this is this instead of being attached to a track, is like a roller coaster with your multiple cars that are connected, but they have wheels, and it's on a water slide that's dry. Okay, so there's a. <clears throat> path and it uses wheels instead of chains and and a rail right okay okay i think i got it so why would they do that because it was originally known as avalanche run and it opened in 1985 went to 1989 so you know uh in the 80s and the way that wikipedia explains it is an enclosed steel bobsled roller coaster Hmm. That's why I'm thinking of this because I just watched the video and it was talking about it like it's a bobsled track, but it's like instead of you know a regular bobsled, it's wheels and it's a roller coaster. So okay. Anyway, it was unique at the time because no other roller coaster was like it, and it was like on the coast of Lake Erie. But the problem with it was the sand from the beach was blowing into everybody's faces and causing problems. So <laughs> because the wind was so bad. They ended up building an enclosure for it. So they built a building around the roller coaster. And the hmm. building wasn't just like a regular building. Like it, lo- like it didn't look like just a, you know, like a big building around the coaster. It was like specifically um, made to just go around the track. So like there's parts of it that just looks like tubes. And like it's the craziest looking thing, and it's it the it's it, it conforms to the track. It conforms to the track, so it's like it's like instead of just building a huge building, it's like partly a building, but also part of it is just covering the track. So huh. it's it's a really weird thing, and they built it really crappily because it it wasn't even good enough to like keep rain out. So like when rain when it would rain, the <laughs> rain the sand the rain would pool up on the bobsled track. 
and they'd have to shut down the ride. And everyone was pissed because it'd be like, why are you shutting down an indoor ride when it's raining out? It could just be a water ride. Yeah, that's the joke that somebody made. Like, uh, <laughs> it could be a water slide then. <laughs> it's already halfway there. Um, so what they did instead of Avalanche Run, since that wasn't working, is they transformed it into Disaster Transport. And <laughs> Which is what all the employees were calling it at the time. The ride <laughs> stems from the name Dispatch Master Transport. And the way the sign was, they had the dispatch like off to the side, and so like it would it would it looked like it was disaster transport. Like the sign made it look like okay, it said disaster it lined transport. Lined up that way. Yeah, it lined up that way. So the whole premise of it, I think it was taking notes from Space Mountain at Disneyland. Um because they wanted to recreate this illusion that you're gonna be launched into space and then there's gonna be and all a these much smaller budget. Right, a lot much smaller budget. <laughs> And, um, you know, there's, there's like, robots involved, and there's, like, you know, strobe lights and fake smoke and, you know, all this crazy stuff. But they didn't really think out the story very well because apparently, like, you, you, come, like, you wait in line through, like, this waiting area where, like, you see um, parts, like, space parts and stuff, like a bunch of junk. And then, space parts? <clears throat> what is space made of? Well, you know, like, like, uh, like space... Uh, craft parts you know what okay. I mean yeah. like yeah. whatever and um, it's all these random things and there's like a robot talking to you and then they have posters of travel destinations randomly and um, it's just really weird like the whole thing's disconnected and then you go like on this ride and then at the end of the ride they would say welcome to Alaska and <laughs> what? no one had any idea what this meant <laughs> So it's always been kind of a bizarre ride. And as it was like, it broke down over the years more and more and more, and they just didn't want to fix it. So instead of fixing the parts, they would just have it be less of a ride. Like now, instead of like, there'd be all these lights and robots and stuff. Now you're just basically riding on a roller coaster in pitch black. <laughs> you know, they could at least throw up an IMAX movie or something while you're at it. Yeah. And then they stopped at the, they stopped saying welcome to Alaska at the end. So it just, it just became like this weird, like, ride that nobody understood but i mean it's one of those things like i have memories of it because i would go to cedar point and every time we'd go there we'd have to ride disaster transport i mean it kind of was a crappy roller coaster but hmm. it just kind of it was nostalgic and i found out that apparently in 2012 um they closed it permanently and put oh, up man. a put up a much cooler looking roller coaster that looks much more fun called i think the gatekeeper um, which is an outdoor roller coaster. They went back to that. I, I don't know. I guess the sand wasn't a big deal. Um, but but anyway, I found out it closed in 2012, and I was just like, wow, that it's so weird because there's this place that I have vivid memories of, like waiting in line with all the weird crap hanging on the ceiling, and it's just knowing that like it's <laughs> not there anymore. I'm trying to look it's up weird. some pictures to see if I recognize it. Yeah. Um, um, maybe. I thought it was cool when I was younger, you know, when I was like a teenager and we're going to Cedar Point, I was like, wow, it's an indoor roller coaster. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably, I might've been on that. Um, my, my memory is pretty hazy. I, I mostly remember that place with really good fried chicken. Okay. Uh, what was it? It's like this, like sixties diner. Uh, oh man, I don't know been so long but yeah then they used it and and another fun time to go to cedar point uh is during halloween because they they really do a lot for halloween and 
they would use this building that would house um, this old, ro- you know, this roller coaster. Part of the building was used for their Halloween like exhibit. Hmm. And they had like Happy Joe's Toy Factory, and it was like a haunted toy factory that you go through. And they used part of like the waiting area, the line waiting area, from when you know the roller coaster used to be yeah. a big deal. <laughs> they didn't need the the waiting area anymore. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I mean, I think like places do a lot better when they've got a solid theme going, and yeah. Halloween definitely gives that to you. I know um, when I went on a trip to Japan a few years ago, I went with um, a couple of friends, and this one guy, he really wanted to go to Fukuoka Island, which has um, Japanese Disneyland there, and or maybe it was Universal. I'm pretty sure it was Disney, and... Um, we were also there during Halloween time, and Japan loves Halloween. I don't know if we talked really? about this in our first episode, but... I don't yeah, remember. The, just the decorations and everything. It's really, like, it's really cute. It's not like here where we have all, the, like, the cobwebs and we try to do the gory stuff. Right. They've got, like, little cats wearing little witches' hats and cute oh. little candy corn illustrations and, and happy little jack-o'-lanterns. It's, like cutesy halloween of you know as you would imagine something from japan yeah that's um, cool so i'm sure that is pretty cool to see in terms of like a disneyland halloween in japan i still didn't want to sacrifice two days out of my two weeks on the other side of the world to go to a disneyland but he loved it and he said it was pretty cool they you know they had like japanese harry potter and stuff like that and um and then they had some halloween themed stuff which is pretty cool so, yeah, and if you're into Disneyland and you happen to be in the Japan area, maybe check that out. But, you know, someone like me, like, I just wanted to see what Japan was like and try to get a full experience. So I didn't want to do a whole day, and it takes a day to travel there. So, like, a couple of days out of your trip just to see a theme park. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't want to do that unless I had been there before. Like, now we've been to Japan. Yeah. Maybe after I've been a couple times and I'm like, okay, I've seen everything that I want to see. That's that's yeah, get your season Japan pass. <laughs> yeah, and then and then maybe like maybe then it'd be kind of interesting to see what for the same reason that I would go to McDonald's in Japan. You know, not right, to, just not to experience to like their unique twist. Not even necessarily to eat, just to see like what's on the menu and what it's what it's like there and that kind of stuff. Like, because you know, the black burgers, right? Um, yeah, but but uh, but. Yeah, for that reason, I might want to go to Disney and see like what it's like to be at Disneyland in Tokyo. Or is it Tokyo that it's in? No, it's not. Is it? No, no, it's in Fukuoka, uh, which is one of the southern islands. I don't know if it's the southmost, but it's down there. Right. And I was gonna say the 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 thing that's funny now is apparently even though the ride's been closed since 2012, they still have like a little. Um, for Halloween, they put out like an old train car. With like uh-huh. with like skeletons in it, and <laughs> a sign by it that says like Ma- disaster transport or I don't know something like that. It's a Halloween decoration now, like a little throwback oh, okay, to their cool. old coaster. But there, it's yeah. also funny because that this video. So there, there's a whole channel on YouTube that does these videos about like it's called Defunct Land, I think. Um, Was that broken down roller coasters? Yeah, it talks about broken down roller coaster or old you know closed uh, rides and like. A closed amusement parks like because there's abandoned amusement parks by the way the creepiest photos ever of um uh, of abandoned things is amusement parks yeah did you see something um, about it I, I found 
uh, I saw this uh, a long time ago, but I dug up this link of Atlas Obscura. Yeah, you Check showed me that. that. Yeah. <clears throat> I yeah, did a little they, bit. Uh, yeah. So Atlas Obscura, as the name says, is all about obscure places. And they have, you know, different things you can you can explore. You can go by place like Beijing or Amsterdam or, you know, you can see like certain types of things. And anyway, they have a whole uh, section of abandoned amusement parks. Yeah. Which, man, some of those can look really creepy. I know. There's something so creepy about it. Like, I mean, abandoned photographs, f- photography in general is kind of creepy. But yeah. for some reason, when it's of amusement parks and like old rides that have like the moss and everything growing over it, and oh, it's so creepy. I, I think if if I had to describe it, it's this: it's the contrast of a theme park is mainly two things. It's full of lots of people, right? Because like you're describing Disneyland, it's got tons of crowds. It's just always busy, so full of life, full of life. Yeah, and it's always happy. Even if it's manufactured happiness, it's always like cheery. And so when you see something that's empty and derelict that used to be full and happy, that is just so weird. Yeah, it is weird. And and it was weird actually even being at Disneyland with the fires happening in Southern California because there was smoke and haze in the air. And I shared a photo of like the um the Mickey Mouse Ferris wheel. And like in the background, mm-hmm. you see like the sun, but like it's it's kind of obscured by the cloud, by the not not clouds, the smoke. Like you can clearly see it smoke. I mean, Dang. I know the difference. And like it, it's like this eerie orange color and everything. And it was just so weird. And I remember like saying to you, like this, this is super weird being here. And you're like, I know California's on fire, and you're at freaking Disneyland. <laughs> like yeah, I, know. I know, but I mean, we had the trip planned though, like in advance. Like we, you know, it just so happened to be um during all this but that's a, that's another thing even though the park's not closed and it's not abandoned by any means um it's still the contrast of like everything being so happy and like it's an amusement park and like it's full of life and the contrast of that compared to like all these horrible fires going on simultaneously is just um a really eerie feeling yeah it's strange it is it's strange and this, uh, if you're checking out uh, the Atlas Obscura, I think Abandoned Jazzland is one of the creepiest ones. Oh, my gosh. This is, and... oh, no. Oh, Six Flags New Orleans, apparently. Oh, that's right. Because, um, so this was hit by Katrina. Yeah. The, uh, so there there was a lot of, and by the way, that's another, um, man, the show notes on this are going to be horrible. I can't. I... Hey, I had to write them last time. I, I know. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll write them this time. Um. Uh, there's a subreddit for abandoned photography that's just oh yeah and it's and some of that was from this abandoned the abandoned amusement parks in um new orleans wow and it's weird because there is more than one i believe there probably so that's crazy so super creepy Hmm. all right well I think we should probably wrap it up since we're hitting up on our usual time frame. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've actually gone over a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, well, we, we can cut out the fat and maybe it'll be down to an hour. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so, all right. yeah. All right. Well, on that happy note of uh, death and destruction, <laughs> have a great week, everybody. I hope it goes well. <laughs> See you next month or whenever we do these shows. Yeah, we'll see you next time on Sorry to Get Back on Topic.
Oh. She wanted in. Uh-huh. I opened the door. The cat's not here. Come here. Come on. Aw. Come on. She's standing on the threshold of the door. Uh, that's right. <laughs> now, now I've got to let her into the other room. <clears throat> Okay, I'm back. Okay.